Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Well, I don't care, Gavin. You tell Fast Eddie that we're not going to read his editorial. This show has journalistic standards. Really? That much? All right, I'll record it once we're done with the show. The following podcast contains... We're going to talk today about profanity. What I've found in my walk with the Lord is that the spirit of profanity is running rampant throughout the world. Explicit Language Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you started beefing against next day delivery, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Friday, April 6, 2018. You've got to change your evil ways. Bezos, edition of the show where we tackle the question of good, evil, and whether or not Prime is actually a good deal for our needs. Stay tuned. The What the Hell You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the Sears Catalog, the roadmap to your childhood. Long before the internet, Americans needed a different way to navigate the landscape of growing up, and Sears catalogs were there for you. Young youth thumb through the pages of our toy section every September to see the toys you wanted beneath your Christmas tree. Then a little bit older you thumb through the pages of our lingerie section to see the softer side of Sears. Trust me, things weren't soft for long. From Legos to Lace, the Sears catalog opened up the doors to your imagination. We were there for you when you needed us, so if you've ever loved us, for the God's sakes, please shop in our store just for a minute. Just buy something, anything. The Sears catalog. We gave you your first heart on. Now give us some love in return. We've put 50 billion taxpayer dollars in an untraceable overseas account that's yours for the taking. Third, we'll not only rename the town, we'll rebrand the Lions, the Amazon Primes. The jerseys will have prime numbers on the back of them. The box seats will all look like Amazon Prime boxes. I mean, the, the whole concept just sings, really. Go Primes, Amazon Primes. All right, bullet train. You want a bullet train? Because I'll eminent domain this whole f***ing town and build you the fastest train you ever saw. We'll take it all the way to Seattle. I don't give a shit. You can blow up anything you want just for fun around here. You think I'm bluffing? Watch. Go Taggers. Okay, let's get real, real talk. I have a shipment of pure, uncut cocaine flown in from Bogota every weekend. You like women? Men? Hell, I'll jump on the pile. I just need those chops. I could be senator, governor. I will do anything for those jobs. I will do anything. I was born in a fly speck of a town in the southeast corner of Tennessee, about 3,500 people, and of which I can charitably say not much else. It was, however, the closest town to my grandparents' home and the closest place to purchase those little amenities in life, like food and medicine. You and your mom are hillbillies. Whenever my grandmother would come to town, she would take us to the Redford's Five and Dime store, where we'd be allowed to pick out a single, small toy, so long as it cost under a dollar. 
This was the highlight of my young life prior to the age of six or seven. And back in those days, you could get a pretty decent toy for under a buck. Let us journey back in time to 1850. Fuck you, Gavin. It was 1975. Needless to say, <laughs> the dime store is long gone from the streets of Etowah, Tennessee. And I think, uh, I think in there now it's either a, a antique store or a... Maybe a meth lab? Six of one half dozen the other. You see, Redford's, which was a fairly successful regional chain of about 20 stores that lasted from 1935 through 1983, fell to the Walmartization of America as Sam Walton's business plan came to its ultimate fruition. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and they hear the lamentation of their women. By the time Redford's closed, Everyone in Etowah who could drive was driving 10 more miles up the road to shop at Walmart in Athens. And the stores along Main Street, or Tennessee Avenue as we called it, were closed one by one. But I'll tell you one thing, the toy selection was a lot better at Walmart than it was at Redford's. Now, obviously, Redford's or Walmart could never compare to toys backwards R Us. Of course. What could? The backwards R was like walking into toy heaven, if you were rich. If you weren't rich, it was hell because uh, you're a kid and you want things and your parents didn't have money to shell out for all the things you wanted. And my mom had a pretty simple way to dealing with those things that I wanted. I think you should get a job. This seemed unreasonable to me because I was seven years old, but not to my mother who would tell me when I said that I was far too young to be legally employed anywhere within the continental United States of America. Well, but here's the problem, Novi. It's not my problem. She was just a really pragmatic person. And alas, of course, because of the aforementioned price problem, the backward R has joined Redford's Five and Dime on the shit heap of history. Parents today saw the prices at the backward R, and they bought that shit on Amazon. Now, most of you youngs don't remember a time before Amazon, back in the Wild West days of the internet, where you couldn't buy anything on the internet? Oh, right. Um, what about the prostitution? <laughs> of course you could get one of those. I mean, that was hard-coded into DARPAnet. But for everything else, there was a time you couldn't buy anything because no one trusted the internet with their credit card numbers. But all of that changed in 1994, when a hero came along named Jeff Bezos. A plain and simple man who only wanted to make life easier for Americans. A lowly dirt farmer, Jeff packed his wife into a covered wagon with $25 and a dream and headed west to Seattle. When he arrived on the shores of the Pacific, he worked in a stable and as a delivery boy for five cents a day until he saved up enough money to buy his first server and Amazon.com was born. I'm totally making that shit up. Bezos was a vice president of a Wall Street investment manager. He had a shitload of money to start his company. But he did start it in his garage, because apparently you cannot be a computer entrepreneur in a fucking rumpus room. Say what you will about Jeff, and trust me, I will in just a minute. You cannot say he is not a smart man. He thought about everything before he did it. He sold books because there was a big market for them and he could buy them cheap and sell them for a good profit. Also, he got a good deal from a distributor and that distributor now owns a piece of Amazon and is a... Uh, and I'm so fucking rich! What he also did was convince people that their credit card information was safe. 
Amazon spent a lot of money explaining to people how they could shop there and didn't have to worry, and that shit worked. To this day, Amazon's managed to avoid the great data thefts that plague so many of their competitors. And I know it's really hard to believe now when we seem perfectly content to upload our DNA to whatever corporate overlord database promises to prove that we're of pure Aryan blood. But once upon a time, we used to give the side eye to some rando on the web when he asked for our important information like, I don't know, credit card numbers and the status of our bowel movements. Size, color, frequency. The other thing that Amazon did was offer a selection. I have haunted bookstores since I learned to read. So when my parents would take my sister and I to the mall, I didn't go to the arcade or the toy store. I made a beeline for B. Dalton or Walden books and spent the next hour pouring over the fantasy and sci-fi section, looking at the latest paperbacks featuring a dragon or a drow elf on the cover. It would be a kind of sort. Precisely. After a decade or so of bad fantasy, finding titles I'd never read became a bit of a challenge. But then along comes the world's largest bookstore and suddenly my bank account is flowing right into Jeff's pocket. And I wasn't alone, because Amazon began tearing holes in the market share of brick-and-mortar bookstores almost from the instant it was conceived. All of a sudden, those big chain bookstores standing out by the Walmarts and the Home Depot on the highway, who'd spent the last few decades gutting the independent bookstore, suddenly found themselves on the business end of a good old-fashioned... McConaughey goat fuck? McConaughey goat fuck. A lot of people want to blame Amazon for killing independent bookstores, but those fuckers were dead before Amazon was ever a thing. Barnes & Noble was the the one that put the knife in indie bookstores and Amazon did to Barnes and Noble what it already what they'd already done to somebody else. They killed Barnes and Noble and it was justifiable homicide. Fucking Barnes and Noble. 300 miles of self-help books and a quarter an inch of fucking poetry. I'm glad those fuckers are going out of business. Long story short, in the intervening 24 years, Amazon has become a corporate behemoth, and Jeff Bezos is now the richest man in the world. I mean, dude makes Bill Gates money look like my last paycheck from Fast Eddie. That beautiful, beautiful sound. Nickels, nickels, nickels. I mean, they literally created ebooks with their Kindle. Can you remember the last time you purchased a physical book from Amazon? My God, Amazon. You can buy anything on Amazon. Split kicks, pachucos, pile after pile of expired Lunchables. And that's because Amazon owns everything. Here's just a very short list of companies Amazon owns. IMDB, Audible, Zappos, Twitch, Whole Foods, Diapers.com, and of course Cyberdyne Systems. In three years, Cyberdyne will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers are upgraded with Cyberdyne computers becoming fully unmanned. Think about that the next time you ask Alexa to tell you a joke. Now all of this has led a lot of people, including the orange dipshit pretending to be president between rounds of golf and binge-watching Fox and Friends, to ask the question, Amazon. Is it evil? President Spanky certainly seems to think Jeff Bezos is evil, but this isn't because of anything remotely connected reality. This is because President Spanky is a dim-witted charlatan who's intellectually baffled by anything more complicated than unzipping his fly whenever he sees a porn actress and could never understand how owning the Washington Post doesn't make one personally write all the content in the Washington Post. Oh my God, he's an idiot. This is because President Spanksalot is unable to grasp how Jeff Bezos, the founder and CEO 
of Amazon is not the same as the company Amazon. Mostly because the president's company has always been the branding and sale of Donald J. Trump, a brand synonymous not only with fiduciary bankruptcy, but also moral. He is, entirely by accident, kind of correct. Amazon is evil. Like it's the fruits of the devil. Evil. All corporations are by their very nature inherently evil. They exist to extract the maximum profit from their, for their shareholders at the expense of their customers and suppliers. If one were to assume that every article of incorporation universally includes fuck you, we got ours, one would be basically correct. This is the cornerstone of American capitalism. So is Amazon more evil than, say, Google or Apple? No! And certainly nowhere near as evil as Facebook, the leader in corporate fuckery, who found a way to capitalize on human stupidity, a bottomless resource that's both lucrative and renewable. You know, when the sun goes cold and dark and the planet slowly freezes over, the last two humans alive will be trying to kill each other, not over a way to keep warm and alive, but over whether or not the Washington football team's name was racist. That is what drives Facebook's profit motive. Oh, and if anyone was confused about Washington's football team? The answer is yes. All corporations exist on a continuum of evil, and one must weigh the cost and benefits of that evil to de determine where they lie on that continuum. In a 2017 Forbes article, ranking corporations on the corporate social responsibility index which quote tracks social responsibility reputations by zeroing on, on consumers perception of the company governance positive influence on society and treatment of employees unquote the top rank company in the world is i shit you not lego the country is still reeling from the lego hoax story no not fake news it's in forbes forbes wouldn't lie to you about business things it's forbes the Danish company, quote, beat all other companies in the perception that it behaves ethically, conducts business fairly, operates transparently, protects the environment, and supports worthy causes, unquote. Numbers two and three, and I assure you I am still not shitting you, were Microsoft and Google. No fucking way. Amazon BT dubs did not appear on the list. A Gizmodo article asked the question about the evil of Amazon on April 3rd to a slew of business ethicists, lawyers, philosophers, heads of nonprofits, and other thinking types, and received a gamut of answers. Greg Leroy of Good Jobs First said, quote, Yes, Amazon is evil. It's aggressive about dodging taxes and about getting everyone else to subsidize its inevitable growth through tax breaks. Amazon's original business model involved legally dodging the obligation to collect sales taxes and then using the resulting price advantage to gain market share, unquote. It's all a bunch of tree-hugging hippie crap. Lily Irani, Associate Professor, Communications, Science Studies, Design Lab, UC San Diego, told Gizmodo, quote, Amazon isn't evil. It's just very, very good at capitalism. And we have a system of social organization that rewards them for squeezing workers, promising a fully automated future for financial markets, and replacing brick and mortar as it careens towards monopoly, unquote. That's not a compliment. But I think the standard thinking of the article is best summed up by Sarah Kane and Emmanuel Josserand of the Center for Business and Social Innovation in Sydney, Australia, who said, quote, 
It might be libelous to assert the, that Amazon intends to harm, per the Oxford, Oxford English Dictionary definition of evil, but the litany of allegations against Amazon raging from the individual, the mistreatment of workers, differential pricing to customers, to the market, anti-competitive behavior, and including the suppression of competitive products, to the social, tax avoidance, suggest an organization that not only lacks a moral compass, but could be well on its way to a state of profound immorality, unquote. Ah, it is so evil. <laughs> Little question that Amazon is a terrible place to work. Amazon fulfillment centers are a nonstop hive of activity where employees are monitored right down to their piss breaks. You really can't hold it in and you'll just have to piss yourself. The work is grueling, combining the joys of walking miles and miles every day with a repetition of stooping, lifting, and loading items, and you've got a re recipe for a grinding, hideous, monotonous jobs. The conditions aren't sweatshops. The pay is above market for the locations where the fulfillment centers are located, and there are vacations and health benefits. And you know what? There's nothing evil about hard work, but the constant pace and drive to be faster can break someone on the machine of on-time delivery because, God forbid, my mixing board and XLR microphone not arrive in two days like I was promised. So the fulfillment centers are a steady stream of complaints from workers on anything from losing their break due to walking them out of the break room, to injuries, to heat, to abusive supervisors. In short, it's like jobs used to be before the unions and union reforms. But you know, usually it's blue collar workers who bear the brunt of the corporate lash. Not so at Amazon, friends. If anything, white collar culture at Amazon seems worse than working in the centers. People report putting in 100 hour weeks in an intensely competitive environment bordering on cutthroat. Amazon does not do Silicon Valley, the things of cool offices with free food. It does the real retail thing of working your ass way past the point of any rational person, <laughs> which we would just say, fuck it and walk out. From a Gawker article in 2014, quote, I wouldn't go so far as to say Amazon is evil, but it's certainly its contentious work environment where people will literally step on each other to climb to the next level. Amazon's level structure has also been documented and are even encouraged to do so if you want to raise. You better, better figure out a way to eliminate the job of someone below you. It's not the most sinister, and I'm definitely not being abused, but I think that the culture is such that it's very difficult to be successful and ultimately not worth the rewards. Because of this, Amazon will remain a stepping stone for most and not the place to settle into a career. Huh. Bunch of tech bros have to work hard. And they feel bad about that. Well, you know what I was taught? It's your job! I give you money, you give me ideas. And you never say thank you! That's what the money is for! Add to this some shady as shit tax practices and a ton of corporate welfare. You think that intro drop that I played at the beginning of the show was just comedy? I mean, it was comedy. And libertarian comedy, which I thought was an oxymoron, except, of course, for Ayn Rand, who's hilarious on every level. But mayors all over this country would send their favorite child to lick Bezos' feet clean if they thought it would help land Amazon's new headquarters location. Worst of all, whenever that location shows up, it's gonna bring tech people. Oh no, not them. With their high real estate prices and our pickle shops, it's pretty clear that Amazon the company is real, real, real bad. 
but no more evil than any other corporation. In fact, everything I just said about Amazon could have been said. Shit, it was said about Walmart just a few years ago. I fucking worked at a Walmart for two years and it was objectively the worst fucking job that I ever had, except for one. And my parents retired from Walmart and the stories they can tell you will turn your hair white. Stop bringing up that Black Friday thing. I will never step foot in a store on the day after Thanksgiving again, as long as I live. I mean, this goes way back further than Walmart. People said these things about Sears. From an Atlantic article, like Amazon, the company grew to include a range of products, including guns, gramophones, cars, and even groceries. From the start, Sears' genius was to market itself to consumers as an everything store with an unrivaled range of products often sold for minuscule profits. The company's feel for consumer demand was so uncanny and its operations so efficient that it became for many of its die-card customers not just the best retail option, but the only one worth considering, unquote. And it put fucking mom-and-pop stores out of fucking business left and right. And as for Jeff Bezos, everything that I've read about him says he's a hyper-competitive, acquisitive asshole. This is a guy that had to take a class on how not to be an asshole just so he could keep his employees. And his litany of little pet phrases for people that work for him are fucking bizarre. Here are just a few of his gems. Um, are you lazy or, or, or are you just incompetent? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, 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 didn't, I didn't take my stupid pills today. If I hear that idea again, I'm gonna have to kill myself. Why are you wasting my life? Um, things my mom used to tell me in grade school. According to many sources, Bezos drove himself and his family to get Amazon off the ground, working 100 plus hours a week every week while building the company, all the while being pretty much a huge dick. And look, I work for a veterinarian that routinely demeaned and insulted his staff at every chance he got, to the point that he came very close to a prime delivery of my fist in his fucking face. And this motherfucker was no Bezos. He was an egotistical prick who ran a one-doctor practice because no one else would hire him. Assholes are at every walk of life and at all levels of success. There's no reason to believe Jeff Bezos is any better or worse than anyone else. I mean, fuck. People venerate Steve Jobs, and that motherfucker was a class one prick with a toppy and a shitty human being. There are those who say all great men must be assholes to succeed, and that is why I am so tough on producer Gavin. I just want this show to be the best low-rated podcast on the internet, and if I have to ride Gavin like the spavine nag he is, then by God, that's what I'm gonna do. Fuck you, Dave! Uh, you're my worst friend. Is Amazon evil? They embody the kind of practices and strategies designed to siphon off every single cent from the economy possible. They don't care if they crush mom and pop stores or wind up devastating local economies to feed their voracious appetite for profit. There's nothing Amazon will not do as long as it's legal, and probably a fair bit that they will do even if it's not. Everything about the company is anathema to anyone with a sense of morality and decency, and we should all immediately boycott the company to demonstrate that we as Americans will not tolerate such behavior. 
We're not going to do that because we love Amazon. From an article in The Verge, quote, Not only did consumers trust Amazon with sensitive personal details about what they purchase and data about their interest, they trust the brand almost as much as they trust their banks. The survey finds among the top five big tech brands, Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook, and Microsoft, Amazon ranks highest among consumers. Ask how willing they'd be to recommend the company's services to their friends and family, unquote. As much as they trust their bank, fuck me, Americans are stupid. Our banks would kill us for our organs in a heartbeat just to pay a bounce check fee if they thought for a second they could get away with it. We literally invite Amazon into our homes to listen to every fucking word we say. But you know what? We're fine with it. We love Amazon because it's cheap, convenient, and as far as we know, didn't collude with the Russians to elect a tangerine-tinted fascist to the White House. Fuck, liberals went from hating Jeff Bezos like he was fucking smallpox to treating him like he was Obi-Wan Kenobi when the Washington Post started taking on Trump. So we are willing to put up with a lot of evil if it's personally or politically convenient for us. Or, you know, if they're going to offer us free two-day shipping on a vibrating butt plug that we bought for a gift. I don't even know what this is. This sort of thing ain't my bag, baby. So, yeah, Amazon is evil. But not as evil as, say, the president of the United States attacking a corporation because his owner owns a separate entity that publishes truths he doesn't want known, flagrantly violating the First Amendment of the Constitution. But, you know, hey, still pretty evil. But you know what? You could choose not to use Amazon. I mean, you could still shop at a Kmart. Sadly, you can't choose not to have a doltish wannabe dictator as president, even if he is selling Trump brand vibrating butt plugs that make anal great again. That is it for our show this week. I wasn't kidding. That bud plug is a wedding gift for a friend. I never leave your Amazon cart open on a work computer. That's, that's all I can say. Hey, speaking of corporate evil, you know a great way to serve the dark lord that is Fast Eddie's Podcast at Podcast Network? Rate and review this show wherever you get your podcast. Be that evil Apple, evil Google, or even evil Amazon. It's a great way to bring new converts into the evil fold. All of my personal dark words and dark deeds are on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast and the show name on Facebook. All of the shows are at the show name on SoundCloud and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Evil Dave Bledsoe, producer Mildly Malevolent Gavin, and all the fictional heinous little minions on this show, we want to say, you got to change your evil ways, Bezos, before we can start loving you. We'll see you all next week.
Seltzer Kings podcasts.